swearing on that last day. At least, she liked to think of it as the last day of her old life. In these clothes and no makeup, she was surprised the bunch back there were interested. It had been a long time since she'd seen such a layering of fog, and here it was the first of May, spring, cold as a convent wall, cold as a nun's. She pulled her collar close around her chin and smiled thinking of the little sisters of charity. She considered herself a good Catholic, but she'd not had it in mind to be a better one. Her and none. What a laugh. She turned off to her left and then to her right, taking the narrow street that ran by the river. Why had he wanted to meet at whopping old stairs? And why now, after the pub was closed? A wall of warehouses loomed through the darkness, shrouded in mist coming off the Thames. A person felt like brushing it away, like cobwebs. Still, it clung. As she passed Wapping headquarters, she smiled. The police station was all lit up, about the only sign of life after eleven. When she reached the pub called the Town of Ramsgate, once again she heard footsteps behind her. They couldn't have been the same ones. She'd lost them back there at the eel shop. Nevertheless, she was almost glad to step off the road into the shadows of whopping old stairs. There were two sets of stairs, the very old ones moss-covered. Below was a small slipway and an old boat, tarpaulin-covered. A dull tread of feet went by above her. She craned her neck upward and saw nothing but the hazy light cast by a lamp hanging from a wagon. She went down a step or two and stopped suddenly, when she heard wood scraping against stone, the creak of oars against metal. Her eyes widened at the sight of the figure in the little boat. The long coat against the black background of the Thames made it impossible to see clearly. It was a rowboat, or wherry, that someone must be working on. She couldn't make it out, and wasn't about to stand there on the steps, waiting to find out. Sadie started walking backward up the steps, slipped on the wet stone, caught her heel, and nearly lost her balance. There was really no way to gain purchase. When she slipped, her hands could grab only at the slick, cold, mossy steps, so beveled with age they had all but lost the outline of steps. The person who had emerged from the boat was standing on the step below, facing her now. Sadie couldn't believe her eyes. An arm came out from the long, black coat, holding what looked like a blade, far more devilish than the one Sadie herself carried. If she tried to fly up the stairs, it would land in her back. So she threw herself down, the figure reeling above her, and went sliding down the stair and halfway into the Thames. The long knife sliced through the thick, rancid air, missing her by so little, Sadie heard the swish as it streaked downward. Snatching her own knife from her pocket, She clambered into the boat. She was good with boats, like Tommy. Out there was the black hulk of what was probably a sailing barge that would be making for the Essex brickfields. Still farther was a patchwork of lighters. In her shaking fright to get at the oars, and with that figure coming down after her, she dropped the flick knife into the bilge water that had collected in the boat. But she found it, and as her fingers curved round it, 
she looked up to see the white hands dragging at the boat's side. Tommy Diver stood on the dock, looking off toward the lighthouses of Gravesend and Galleon's Reach. Over the estuary, a ragged stream of orange and red made the mist smoke like the aftermath of cannon fire. Docks, wharves, and warehouses stretched for miles up the Thames to London Bridge and the Isle of Dogs. Not so long ago, as many as eight hundred ships might be on their way to London's Dockland. Now, nothing went much farther than Tilbury. He could imagine what it had been like during the trading days of India and the East. Varnished bowsprits and the rust-coloured sails like bruises against a viscous sky— When he'd said to his friend Sid that all that river traffic must be like Venice, Sid had just laughed. Don't be so romantic, lad. Sid had been to Venice and everywhere else Tommy had only heard of.